Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast for August 26th, brought to you by DraftBeast.com and on it. DraftBeast is the place you want to go if you want to get your ass kicked at fantasy football by Sean Ross Sapp fantasy football league with luminaries such as Vince Russo's favorite pro wrestler of all time, Shane Helms. We, we actually were in talks with one disco Inferno to get him into the league on, on Facebook. I saw it didn't happen. Vince, what do you think about that? Well, I, I think I've played in a league. Uh, I think I've played in a league with disco before, but he, yeah, he, it, it's tough getting disco in a league. Uh, with Shane Helms in your league, well, that's you know that should be one guy you should easily beat. I don't think I've ever beaten him in two seasons. But here, here's the reason why. I'll go ahead and say the reason why. Our commissioner, Jim Nielsen, is probably watching this because he's a complete mark, and I hate that word, but he's a complete mark. He used ESPN for a couple of years, and I hate ESPN. I hate it. Give me Draft Beast or give me Yahoo, either either one. Draft beast for my daily, Yahoo for my league. Either way, Vince, we have all this post-SummerSlam stuff coming out. What did you make of of the news that Chris Jericho had gotten in Brock Lesnar's face? He's he's nuts, bro. I mean, we, we know this ain't the first time with Jericho. We know the history with Goldberg. But, bro, I always go back to, man, you know, I grew up in in New York where, you know, Jericho's father played for the Rangers, so, you know, he was raised by a no-nonsense, take-no-crap hockey player. I mean, that's who his dad was. And, man, I got to tell you, Chris Jericho has a set on him. I, I mean, he really going after Goldberg is one thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors there. There's no smoke and mirrors with uh, with Brock Lesnar, bro. So, you God, I, you know, I mean, I'm not surprised. But, uh, God, Jericho, man, he's got a set. Yeah, the, the the idea that he did that, well, I, I think it speak, speaks a lot to his locker room leadership, personally. Yeah. yeah. Because if, if that's the way that Brock Lesnar is going to react to somebody just wanting to know if it's a work when a guy gets split open and has to have 10 staples put in his head, then you know maybe somebody needed to say something to him. Maybe somebody needed to say something to a Michael Hayes who wouldn't tell Chris Jericho what the hell was going on. Uh, as I've said before, I think, Working the boys, especially today in 2016, where kayfabe is pretty much dead. I think that's in bad taste, especially a guy like Jericho, well, well, who's been around for. Well, I got to tell you, well, two things, um, bro. You know, th- there's pros and cons to working the boys. This was a little different, bro. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, Sean. There's some pros to w- working the boys when you don't want stuff getting out. You know, I mean, stuff, you know, the boys are the ones talking. The boys are the ones putting the stuff out there on the dirt sheets. Obviously, nobody else would have that information. So sometimes when you want to do something like this, you have to kayfabe the boys. On the other side of the coin, you know, as far as Michael Hayes is concerned, you know, when, when there's blood involved, 
and 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 Orton's laying out there in a pool of his own blood, and Jericho wants to know what the deal is. <coughs> that's a little bit of a different story. Yeah, you got to be worried when you see a guy like Randy Orton laying in a pool of his own blood, knowing that Brock Lesnar is capable of what he is capable of. Yeah. So, uh, what happened? Did you just vomit off the no, air? I got, I got a tickle in my throat. But and and bro, and, and let's make no mistake about it. It was a pool of his own blood. It wasn't droplets. So, like, if I'm Chris yes. Jericho, I'm, 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 you know, I'm concerned about this guy as a shoot, and now. If you're going to kayfabe me about the situation, I think I I would be pissed off. So, I mean, I could kind of understand the series of events that happened. Vince, I just want to – I want to let you all know what kind of a diva Vince is. He had me up at the crack of 10.15 a.m. fielding questions. Can you believe that, guys? Yeah, a lot, I got a lot today, bro. We I got to do four shows today, man. So I just wanted to get an early start on the day. Early start on the day. Early start on the day. I almost saw single digits on my clock. It almost said nine when I answered you back, but it didn't. Wow. It didn't. I I am late to wake. I don't know how you do it, Vince. Interesting stuff. Some more. We're going to go over some of the headlines from, from wrestling this week. Cody Rhodes says that his father told him to leave WWE years ago. He says at 28, I recall particularly, he was unhappy with the direction things were going with me and Big Show, and he thought I was so close to the keys of the kingdom and they were slipping away that maybe leaving would make would wake them to the idea that this is somebody who wanted to captain your ship. What do you think about that? Well, uh, Sean, was Dusty working for the company at that time when he told that to his son? Do you know? I, I believe he Yeah, was. I mean, that's what's interesting to me. You know, like, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to advise your son to leave a company that you're working for. And let's face it, in the uh, in the uh, capacity that Dusty was in, there was just as much politics going on as I'm sure Cody dealt with. So that's what's interesting to me. I mean, you know, I, I can't imagine, bro, when I left TNA, my son left with me. So, like, I can't imagine me leaving TNA and me not speaking highly of the company and telling my son to leave and me staying. So like that's that's kind of a that's kind of a hard pill and a weird pill for me to swallow. Guys, we are fielding your question as always. Have you seen these glorious bombs, Vince? No, I have not even heard of what a glorious bomb is. Have you did you hear have you heard Bobby Roode's entrance theme? Uh no, I have not heard it, but I've heard about it. It's fantastic. I will I think I might pull it up. Maybe, maybe I'll pull it up. We got a copyright claim last time that I pulled up the Diaz McGregor presser. Well, let me see. Let me see what I can do here. I want to show you this. How's Bobby Roode doing over at NXT? Good. He's doing excellent because of this theme song. So let me do this here. <laughs> The crowd was so into this. Oh, gosh. I love Bobby Roode, and that is certainly star treatment. But with all due respect, why isn't Bobby Roode in the WWE? Come on, bro, please. please bro, people got to stop with that NXT freaking nonsense, please. Why, why isn't Bobby Roode in the WWE? I think it's really weird that they don't bring a guy who has, God, fifth, not 15, about 12 years of television experience. To WWE with that entrance and that theme song and those theatrics. Yeah. Well, you are, you you have yourself a guy you can plug right into the the mid card, upper mid card, and the people love it. So no matter if you get that type of reaction, well, which, bro, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, NXT I wouldn't crowd. necessarily call the NXT crowd people. So you know, when you say people and the NXT crowd, just you know, just establish I'm using that term loosely. Jesus Christ, Vince. Jesus. Either way, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, who I know are two of your favorite wrestlers of all time, they'll just they'll be at gas stations backstage, and they'll start to play that song, and they'll find Bobby Roode in the background, and Bobby Roode will just turn baffled and give them a small nod. It's 
It's taken over the WWE internet, Vince. I know. I know that's that's what you're plugged well, into. Well, bro, obviously, if I'm sitting out here and I know nothing about this and I've I've not seen this and I'm in the wrestling industry, I really question how it's kind of taken over the world. You know hey, I mean, you you go out of your way to not watch things. With I all think. due respect, bro. I think you do go out of your way to not watch things, Vince. Well, bro, after five hours of wrestling Monday and Tuesday, I don't <laughs> want to watch anything else, and I won't watch anything else. It's bad enough I got to watch that. Man, how much better is SmackDown compared to Raw? Yeah, and, and especially uh, I'm, missing, uh, I'm missing my girlfriend on, on SmackDown too, bro. What a huge loss. Eva Marie? Yes. She Her numbers, like I do those YouTube breakdowns every week, and – her segments always do really well. Do yeah. much better than any like the in-ring wrestling women's segments. Either people want to see how she gets out of wrestling or whatever it may be, but I mean the numbers don't lie and people are going out of their way to click on the things that involve her or technically don't involve her. Right. So I'm really interested. We have some rumors here. Now, now these are rumors, guys. These are rumors as as in our rumors are flying. Apparently, WWE Women's Champion Charlotte got yelled at backstage for being reckless with Sasha Banks. This comes from Squared Circle Sirens. Do you think she should have been? Hold on. Wait a minute. If she got, what was the word you used there, Mr. Ross? Yelled at. Yelled at. If she got yelled at, uh, what are we going to do to the guy that broke somebody's face? Uh, retired yeah. a legendary wrestler and just put the champion out of business for the next six months. What what do we do with that guy? If she got if she got yelled at for being reckless, what do we do with that guy, bro? That's been a that's been a big talk among well everybody lately. Seth Rollins. I'm of the belief that the Sting thing freak accident. No, but after wasn't. after that freak, I think if, after that freak accident happens, maybe you're way more careful with that move and don't do it onto a barricade. Hold on. Let me interrupt you to SRS. Uh, Bro, how can you call that sting thing a freak thing? Bro, here was a – wait a minute. Here was a 50-year-old man. He literally threw into the corner like a freaking rag doll. When I saw the impact that sting hit that corner – it was reckless. I, I don't know how you can label that a freak accident, bro. Well, Sting admitted that he didn't tuck his bro, but chin that, like he that's, was supposed that's to. That's Sting, bro. That's Sting. Sting is never, ever, ever going to pin that on anybody else. That's Sting. He was thrown with reckless abandonment, bro. Well, if, you, if you don't tuck your chin, you don't chuck, tuck your chin, you're going to get hurt. The thing is, Finn Balor did tuck his chin, and he still got hurt. Oh. And it was into a barricade, and... The thing is, I don't think the move looks that visually appealing to begin with. It's like if you're going to powerbomb somebody, throw them into the ground, the hard ground. I mean, I know the term. Bro, did you read my article yet today? No, I haven't. Uh, well, read the article. For those uh, on, on Fightful.com, read my article today. It'll be up for uh, members only, by the way, guys. Register at Fightful.com, absolutely free. You'll get access to all of Vince's writing, all of Showdown Joe's writing. We've got uh, columns from me, from Jimmy Van, from... Uh, uh, Brandon Howard, who does our great financial analysis. Also, one of which has a topic that says Vince Russo appreciation thread. Let's yeah, go baby. through this. Yes. Let's go through this. Yeah. Here's what it says. Let's sum up some of the man's great accomplishments. Okay. Former WCW world champion. Yes. Recorded wins over Booker T, Ric yep. Flair, Goldberg, yep. Sting. Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner, Dusty Rhodes, and the Road Warriors. Well, I don't know about it. Was there a win over Goldberg, bro? Probably. I don't know. Okay. Somebody says, successfully captained the last winning War Games team. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, I almost got killed in there, but yes, I was the captain. Here's a good one. Most successful writer in the history of wrestling television. And then in parentheses, I don't even know who they're talking about, but it says, Kresge only popped bigger ratings in 2000. Because he had an unopposed second hour and a roster of massively overstars Russo had created. Yeah. Trump Would have put Trump. Vince McMahon out of business as a punishment for talking disrespectfully about his family 
if Goldberg hadn't kicked Bret Hart in the head. Uh, yes, I like this guy. This guy's on to something. And he's <laughs> right about that, bro. I had big, big plans. I'm not going to, you know, there's no excuses. Everybody gets hurt in wrestling. But I have big plans, bro, big plans. The only episode of Nitro named after him, Russo's Revenge, drew the biggest number in the last year of WCW and outdrew the go-home show to Starcade 97. Yes. And Star Starcade 97, that was a big one. Yeah. That was Hogan finally facing Sting, yeah. too. So that was that's quite the one to outdraw. There you go. It says, best weekly guest on the Fightful podcast. Yes. Well, that goes without saying, bro. Come on. Now, I just want to say. I don't know if you've read Alex Palowski's weekly review, weekly wrap-ups that he does on all these shows. He's a really entertaining guy. Rob McCarron, our Monday guy, has pledged to eat a hat if CM Punk fights. That's not easy to top. That's not easy have, to eat a hat, yeah. We have Jeff Hawkins who schmazzes with big-time movie stars and, and uh, directors and things. We have him on, on as well. Showdown Joe – he is our MMA insider. You're, somebody thinks you're the best, Vince. Yeah, well, I mean, this person obviously knows what they're talking about, bro. Yeah. We have somebody we're working on getting. Also, by the way, guys, I had mentioned an announcement. I don't want to jump the gun on that because the dude's dragging his feet. So if you're listening, dude, stop dragging your feet. Yeah. Uh, also, the, the, <laughs> the last two, constantly destro- destroys clueless internet wrestling marks who know nothing about the business yes. and accuse him of killing WCW. Yes. And then finally, single-handedly exposed Jim Cornette as a gutless coward and a horn yacker. Well, horn yacker is my turn. I'm not going to get it. I don't get, I don't get into stuff with him, bro. That's a, that's yeah, a, that's uh, a, you know what? I'm going to say this. Normally, I would try to ag you on. No. I don't blame you. No, I don't blame you. No one, no one, no one. I mean, I'll say this. I've met Jim a couple of times, got along with him, but he didn't know that I knew you. Yeah. If he knew that I knew you, then, you know, the things I've heard him say about you, about Santino Morella, the things that I've heard that him that he said to Santino Morella while he was out with a neck injury, inexcusable. Uh, I'm sure he'll hear this and cuss me yeah, out. Yeah, that's why. Don't even open that door, bro. Don't so, know. Just yeah, go no, on I'm, to the next day. I got I to protect my SRS. Go to the next thing, bro. Trust me. Maybe I can be his material for the next 20 years. Can we so more? Yeah, give me more accolades about more. Yeah. More. Well, that's that's all they got. Oh, come man. on, man! You had a sweet mullet in the '90s. I can yeah. throw you that one. Yeah, I did. Yep. Because I often think about adding that picture, of the picture of you with the glasses and, and the mullet. Yeah, and the mullet yeah. thing. Um, according to the Observer, uh, the Dudleys and WWE had an amicable split because there are more talents from NXT. WWE wants to move it to the main roster. Yeah, more talents they want to bring up and not get over. Sean, let me, let I'm, me ask you this, I'm bro. I'm, 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 you know I like your opinion, Sean, because I I did not like this. I did not like that. And, Sean, I'm not a mark. I just I, – I think sometimes you got to do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Bro, the way the Dudleys went out, I know it's a work. I get it. I understand all that. I just – I didn't like it. You know, and bro, bro, you know what? Maybe it would have been a little bit different. Like, bro, say they had like a monster tag team or a monster mm-hmm. heel that was destroying everybody. You know what I'm saying? And like they had this monster team that was never touched. You know what I mean? But I mean, bro, let's face it. Gallows and Anderson have been, you know, 50-50 booking like everybody else at the WWE at best. So I man I I hated that I hate and bro of course I'm personally attached to these guys but I think you you know I think that was a moment you just had to freaking do the right thing you bring out the two jabrones from Puerto Rico you put them through the table in Brooklyn and everybody's happy I didn't I'm not a mark but I did not like the finish of that bro I wish they would have done a thing. Maybe even during the commercial break and showed it when they came back or something like, you know, if they want to get them over, if they want to get Anderson Gallows over, fine. But they could have been over already. That's, That's what thing. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, bro. And, and if they would have been over already, and then that, that would have brought a whole different meaning to it. But the fact that these guys win one, lose one, win one, lose one, and they do that, I just I, – I did not like that. I would have never, I, I ever wish- written it that way. I would have gave them their due and let them ride off into the sunset. I wish they would have done a thing during the commercial break where maybe the Shining Stars tried to pick the bones of the Dudleys 
Yeah. And when they did that, the Dudley set a 3D on him through the table. Yeah. That, even that even, even that would have been nice, bro. I agree. You think that – I don't know if you've talked about Barea. I know your boys with him, but uh, – I did, but as a matter of fact, I uh, I had an interview with uh, uh, Velvet. And, like, I blew the lid off the relationship, which I've expected to be a work for many, many years. I think Bubba has, I think Bubba is paying Velvet, for, you know, to look good. And I got some tidbits out of Velvet without Bubba around uh, that's going to blow the lid off these things. Bubba made a cameo at the end that I could not play because he was working with WWE at the time. But what sure. were you going to ask me? Go ahead, bro. Interesting. I wonder if maybe if you know they they really like they're good at getting people over, but they're such a valuable tool just yeah. based on their their history. Yeah, that SmackDown side could have really yeah. used them. I think they could have made American Alpha made yeah. American. Sean, Alpha. I got to tell you something. Sean, I know you know I respect you and you're smart to the business and you work and all stuff like that. And I'm I I respect that. But Sean, I got to tell you. When you're working with these guys in a backstage environment, you have you you can't imagine the importance of them. That they, they, they are more important behind the camera than in front of it, and that's why, like when TNA let them go, and especially Bubba later, that was the first thing I said: the loss behind the camera. You can't nobody was going to step in Bubba's shoes and fill that. I thought that was a tremendous loss for that company, not because of what he does in front of the camera, but what happens in the locker room. A couple more rumors that we have. Yeah, come on, bro. Give me, some, give me something juicy. Apparently, Vince McMahon was very happy with how Bailey's debut went down, as it wasn't supposed to happen for for several weeks and Sasha's Injury may have moved it up. What did you think of Bailey's debut? Bro, yeah, yeah, you know, with all due respect, what is he, 75 now, Vince? He 71. just have a 71, 75, bro, come on. Bro, if you don't like Bailey, like something's wrong with you. Bro, I'm a 55-year-old man, and I'm sitting here, and I like Bailey. Like, come on. the appeal. But, but bro, I'm, I'm telling you, they'll fumble it. They'll fumble. I mean, bro, who, like, who, who didn't love Bray the first time he came out? And they've managed to make Bray Wyatt nothing. They'll do the same thing. But yeah, bro, she's got, she could be, and I've said this before, the female version of John Cena, but I just don't have any stock in the creative. So, you know, but she's great. She is. I think she can be something very special. I've said this many times on many podcasts. It's not a big surprise when I see kids crying because they meet a wrestler, but when I see their parents crying because their yeah. kids met a wrestler, that's, that's, that's something much. special. That's a little much, bro. I see it. Go to an NXT event. I know that you want to. Well, I've had people cry when they meet me. You know, Sean, I don't like talking about it on the air, but I cry every time I'm about to hit that start broadcast button. Why do you got to be like that, bro? Why do you got? Was that was that a cheap shot? SRS? It was not. I got. It says the Observer reports that Paige is still under WWE contract until April 2019. Oh my! Signed that five year deal. Oh shit! That ain't that ain't happening, bro. There's no way that there's no way it goes till then. No way, bro. They can't. Meanwhile, they can't control her. They can't contain her. That they, 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 that ain't gonna happen, bro. Alberto Del Rio has an out clause in his contract next month. Good for him. Good for him, bro. Good. I'd love to see him go to like a. Well, first of all, I mean, I, I don't know, bro. They, they, they didn't leave on very good terms at Lucha Underground, did they? No, he doesn't leave on good terms with, with anybody. anybody. Yeah, but still, but still, he'll get hired over and over and over okay. again because he's so talented. So interesting to note: about a week and a half ago, Paige started to follow Alberto Del Rio's attorney, Keith McMahon, on Twitter. Interesting. Anything we should read into that, Vince? You think? Ah, mm, mm, uh, uh, well, well, I don't know, bro. I miss Paige on TV, though. I do. So I'm I'm gonna do something that we've that's been. That's all you got. The dirt. That's it, bro. That's the the, the dirt. That's it. Can't make Kenya makes. Well, what, what did you think about Charlotte getting yelled at? I mean, that that move off well, the top rope. Holy crap! Can, that was Sean, ridiculous. Can we, can we talk about that for a second? Sure, bro. Do people, Sean? You're in the business. Do people not in the business? People who listen to this show, you think they understand what an agent is? 
I I don't know if they know the difference between a lot of those jobs. Bro, an but a- you you've broken it down before. Yeah, an agent has to put the kibosh on that before it freaking ha bro, you know Glenn Disco had a great point yesterday. He had a great point. You know what Glenn said yesterday? He said when somebody gets hurt in a match, take for take for instance what Seth Rollins did to Finn Balor, which was reckless. There was no way for Finn Balor to control that bump. You know, you know what Disco said? He says if Finn Balor is out six months for an injury, the the guy who created the injury should be out for suspended for six months, and the agent of the match that allowed it should be suspended for six months. I guarantee you, bro, you put that into play, you're going to see a different brand of wrestling, and you're not going to see injuries every week. We did see something of that, not necessarily that policy, but a few years ago there was a move, I want to say the primetime players did. It was an incredibly like, dangerous move that we saw, and Goldust was the guy who allowed it to happen, and he got fired for it. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it I saw, when I saw that SummerSlam thing, and I saw freaking Sasha like a, quarter of an inch away from breaking her neck i mean the god there's no reason for that i'm gonna hit these people with something very special right now impromptu because i didn't do one this week it was another busy week next week will probably be another busy week it might be a while before you see wikipedia true or false but we got vince russo here right now can we go We're back to it. the people putting me over site first? No. All right, go ahead. No, what do we no. got? Wikipedia. Go for it, baby. Wikipedia, true or false. Go We're going to find out if these quote-unquote facts are true or false. I will say this, Vince. I have interviewed probably – I've got probably like eight or nine of these in the can. Not a one of them are fully accurate. Okay, well, I want to do this first because you set me up for failure last week. Uh, with the MMA predictions of guys I didn't even know. You set me up for failure. You gloated putting me last with the predictions. Bro, I know how you work. So here's what we're going to do, Wikipedia. I want you first to say true or false, and let's see how accurate you are. It says you were born January 21st, 1961. I'm going to guess that is true. What is the date? January 24, 1961. That is true. That is true. It says you are six feet, two inches. I think that's false. I don't think I'm six two, bro. I think I'm six. That's, I think I'm six one at best. That and the weight is what gets everybody, especially in pro wrestling, because you know they always put the build weight on here. Yeah, and it's never what they say. Yeah, yeah. It says you are one hundred and ninety pounds. That's, I'm going to say that's false because. That could have been at any point. Yeah, in that's. Your I wish I was one hundred ninety pounds. Right now, I'm about two ten says that you grew up in Farmingville, New York, and graduated from the University of Southern Indiana in 1983 with a degree in journalism. I'll guess that's true. That is true, bro. How in the hell did you end up in Southern Indiana? I got a scholarship to go there because I had a friend that was going there, and he, he recommended me to them. Nice. It says that you worked for the school newspaper The Shield as an assistant sports editor and later as editor-in-chief. I'm going to say that's true. Editor-in-chief, baby, The Shield. See the journalism background I have, bro? It says that Russo got his start in the wrestling business when he began training under the tutelage of Johnny Rods at Gleason's Gym in Brooklyn. Now, did did Johnny Rods used did he teach you how to book? Is that what he did? No, no. I I I went to Johnny Rods' school because I really wanted to understand the ins and outs of the business. I, I didn't I, I didn't want to be a wrestler. I wanted to understand the business. That is awesome. I completely agree. That's why I got trained. I think it's the best thing to do. Yeah. That way people, I mean, you, you people will say no matter what, but they can't say that you didn't make the effort at the very least. Right. Says that Russo also hosted his own local radio show from 1992 to 1993 called Vicious Vincent's World of Wrestling, which aired on Sunday nights on WGBB in Freeport, New York. I know that's true. That is false. What? Word local. Word local. I syndicated that show on my own, bro, and I got that show in about eight different markets on my own. How about that? That's impressive. How about that, bro? Hey, I thought that was well. I mean, I knew that it. I knew that the show existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's a technicality, bro. It says that the program ran for exactly one year. The final show being the one year anniversary. Well, that I don't even know. To be honest with you, I don't even know. So I'd be surprised if they knew. Yeah, yeah. 
1992, Russo was hired as a freelance writer for WWF magazine following a letter he had ret- written to Linda McMahon and would later become an editor. Yeah. Bro, let me ask you a question. Sure. I was first hired probably in 93. I started freelancing for the WWE magazine. Right, bro? Let me ask you this. It says, it, it says in 1992 you were hired. Maybe 92. Maybe it was 92. But, bro, let me ask you this. What do you think I was getting paid per story by the WWE in 1992, if you had a guess? 20 bucks. Really? Or probably nothing. Probably nothing. $150, bro. Really? Back yes. then? Yes. One story, well, 150 mag- bucks. Magazines were a big deal then. There was no yeah, internet. Well, a big there was, deal. There, there's no – I mean, they, they were my internet back then. Yeah. I used to love – WWF magazine. I loved Raw magazine. I really loved Raw magazine. Yeah, uh, they were I, PWI. That's that's how I ended up working for Bill After. I always said that I wanted. I, to work could for we Bill start Apter. with Bill After? Let's get back to talking about me. I enjoy. Okay. I enjoy talking about. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy eighty percent lean ground beef for three forty nine a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for seventy seven cents each. All with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What else we got? He was eventually promoted to the WWF creative team in 1996. Can I tell you something about that, Sean, so you know? Let me, let me just break Go this ahead. down for people. Go ahead, Imagine if some nerd.com writer into that creative team. Can I tell you something, Sean? You're going to get a kick out of this, I think. Bro, there was never a promotion to anything. That whole time I was still editor of the magazine, I just started writing the TV. There was never a promotion. There was never a title change. There was never, okay, now you're doing this and you're getting X hey, amount. Of, no, there was, there was never, it was never official. I just started doing it, bro. At what point did they start paying you differently? Bro, well, that's the thing. I can never, I would never. And that's why a lot of people say I went to WCW for money, which was ridiculous. Bro, Vince used to just always increase my pay and I never even had to ask him bro here's an interesting story a lot of people don't know bro I was in an elevator with Vince McMahon one time and you know bro we were really just starting to kick ass okay on the elevator Vince gives me an envelope and says Vince this is for you so I got off the envelope uh, elevator because I couldn't wait to open the envelope bro he gave me a check with many, many zeros for no reason at all. No reason at all. Bro, I can't hear you. What happened? Where'd you go? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here now. Yeah. But did that actually have a number before all those zeros? Bro, listen, what are you, Henny Youngman now, bro? (laughs) Oh, hell. Let's talk about me a little bit more. Because if you want to get ratings, now the number, now you're going to get some numbers we're talking in, about. In early ni- our numbers actually have increased a little bit yeah. since we started to talk about this. In early 1997, Russo, had, Russo became head writer for WWF. There was, again, bro, there was never any promotion to anything. Things just evolved. They got your shit all wrong, Vince. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Notable storylines and characters that portrayed during Russo's run included, as a head writer, included Austin versus McMahon, Undertaker versus Kane, DX, The Rise of the Rock, and the Mick Foley saga. Painting it with a broad stroke, aren't they? Or broad brush, aren't they there, Vince? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Some of the more controversial characters during this time and often cited by critics of Russo. I'm going to name them. I'm going to name them. Ready? Ooh. Ready? Gold, yeah. Goldust? Right? No. No. Well, definitely Val Venus. Yes. Uh, Beaver Cleaver, for sure. One of my personal nope. favorites. Then I don't even go. Who, who is it? Go. Sable, Val Venus, and The Godfather. It's like, if, if you're going to cite something from critics, maybe cite some that aren't Bro, can I can I tell you something? The Godfather was not my baby. Really? No, I mean, bro, that was the Godfather in real life. 
Yes. Yeah, that that but the Godfather with the whole train and all that stuff, that was not my baby, bro. That just that was who he was. And it's like here's my thing. They picked Sable, Val Venus and the Godfather who in their roles were all incredibly successful. Yeah, yeah. And why characters. Sable? I mean, Sable was a star, man. Sable could have been like a freaking they, movie star back then. That's like bring up the oddities or Yeah. Beaver Cleaver. Beaver Cleaver. Or, yeah. You know that the woman that that portrayed that she passed away like years ago, or the the valet. I didn't know that. Yeah, years ago. I'm pretty sure it was breast cancer or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Really unfortunate. Russo devised the infamous brawl for all tournament. I know this to be true because I wrote. Yeah, 6, we talked about words. It, me and you. Yeah, you were the only one to really ask me good questions about that, bro. Yeah, did a long form feature Hell of a on job. it. Hell, but look, can we get back to me, please? How do you, bro? Why do you find a way to get yourself over in every conversation? Because as we see by your wrestling record, Vince, you never put anybody. Bro, over. I constantly put you over on this show, constantly. But well, yeah, I mean, it's not gotta... enough. We're talking about me, and you find a way to put you over. Good, good, stick with me. Go. What's I, I'm the McMahon of this podcast. Oh Vince. boy, I'm the one who edit, edits it. I'm the one who, who who clicks the little button, gets us started. I'm the one who tells people about on it and and draftbeast.com. Not, not you. Within two years of Russo becoming WWF's head writer, it had passed Nitro to be the biggest wrestling show on cable. Now, when they say that, Vince, this is more than painting with a broad brush. In, in what way? In attendance and ratings. In- and how about how about in history of professional wrestling? Oh, I mean, how yeah. about that, bro? Like, come on. On October 5th, 1999, Russo and Ed Ferrara signed with WCW. Yeah, that's true. Sure, of course, we know that. Russo contends that his reason for leaving WWF was the result of a dispute with Vince McMahon over the increased workload caused by the introduction of the new SmackDown broadcast and McMahon's disregard for Russo's family. Yeah, no, we have just Part B. It had nothing to do with Part A. It was all, all Part B. What were your feelings when they did introduce SmackDown? I just can't believe we were never we were never included in the preliminary conversation because he had no idea how hard we were working on that show and to add another one he just had no clue. Yeah, it's not it's not easy. Yeah. It definitely isn't. Let's see. In 2000, Russo received two phone calls. One from Bret Hart and another from Jeff Jarrett, both saying they were injured. And they couldn't wrestle and were forced to vacate their respective championships. Now that is known as like just one of the most unfortunate. Well, yeah, I remember situations around that that pay per view. I think it sold out. Yeah, you want to know what was really unfortunate about it, Sean? And you can look back at his history, Sean. See, I'm, I I love I tell you things you don't know, bro. And and the, 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 Bret the Hart never hurt anybody. No, no. And the idiots asked me, you know, uh, you know, all they could talk about is David Arquette in two pole matches. You want to hear something very interesting, bro? Here's why it wasn't meant to be. And you could look at the history. Jeff Jarrett never gets hurt, bro. Never, never. That was the only time in his career that he got hurt. And he wouldn't even admit to being hurt. His wife, Jill, had to call me. Bro, here's trivia for you. What was okay. – I've known Jeff Jarrett for 25 freaking years. What was the one thing that hurt Jeff Har- Jarrett that his wife had to call me because he, he wouldn't tell me, and I had to put him on the shelf? Very interesting. He See, people don't ask me these things, Sean. He got a splinter from a guitar shot that Sean, went around. have you thought about stand-up comedy? Because you, you may be in the wrong field, bro. This what, what is history, then? bro. History. You ready? You know what, what you know what concussed Jeff Jarrett, bro? Jimmy what? Superfly Snooker coming oh, off yeah. the top of a cage. I did know that. How I about that, that, bro? Yes. See? It's unfortunate. And knowing what we know about concussions now, like there's no telling. Well, one, there's no telling how many people over the I wonder how history would be changed as far as the pro wrestling business. Yeah. With the technology yeah. we have now yeah. and knowing what we know now, yeah, there'd be a lot point. of guys yeah. who never. Yeah, and he Jeff was really hot at me. He was hot at Snooker because yeah, he he never got hurt, bro. Never. One of the ideas included putting the now vacated WCW title on Shoot Fighter Tank Abbott. Yeah. 
What was your your feeling? What were your feelings on Tank as a character, on a wrestler, as a wrestler? I, well, he was a great personality, bro. Bro, he he was the storyline, you know. And bro, I ran this by past Dan Severn a couple of weeks ago, and he said I was right on the money. Bro, the story was like Sid would have been number one in the Rumble. And Sid went through everybody, went through everybody, went through everybody. We're up to like about number 28. And here comes a fresh shoot fighter. Okay. And, you know, Tank Abbott, who was hot at the time, you know, literally nails freaking Sid and he goes over the top rope. Like, how unbelievable is that story? Come on. I tried to mute my microphone, but I coughed it, coughed into it instead. Tank Abbott was a very hit or miss fighter, but good for, so, somebody, there, good for good for the wrestling business, bro. Hell of a dancer, yeah. Hell of a dancer, that guy. Don't know if the Tank Abbott thing would have worked for you, Vince. Yeah, well, it could, well, we wouldn't have known until we did it. That's true. It's a very good point. Uh, <laughs> In October 2000, Russo's run as a head writer came to a halt after a string of injuries, primarily resulting from a match he was in with Goldberg where he was speared through a cage and his head landed on the barrier. I went back and watched that when I was getting some screenshots for one of your your columns. Holy crap, your head cracked yeah, again. He, 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 he did it on purpose, bro. There's your, there's your headline because we rehearsed it. I had a concussion going into that. And I told him 50,000 times, you've got to place me between the barricades. No problem, no problem, no problem. And he placed me headfirst into the barricade. That was the last, that was my last day at WCW. They should have done one of those things with the cage, just collapses in the cage. Well, I think that's what happened, wasn't it? Yeah, I was, he, dro- he drove me through the cage. Hey, bro, let me ask you this. That was in October of 2000. When was WCW officially over? November 1st, 2000. Just kidding. Um, March 5th, mid-March 2000. So I I was not even around for five months. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole, Vince. I'm just asking. No, I didn't know the dates. Are those the dates? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Russo later returned to WWE in mid-2002, but quickly left after saying, there's no way in the world that this thing would work out. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's pretty accurate. So did you actually – did you get to work for WWE in that period? Um, yeah, I did. I did for a couple of weeks as a consultant. I even had one phone call with Paul Heyman, one very, very long creative phone call with Paul Heyman, probably the only time I ever creatively worked with him. It says that the major storyline you proposed was an entire restart of the WCW Invasion featuring previously unsigned sa- talent such as Goldberg, Steiner, Bischoff, and Bret Hart. Uh, that's not totally accurate, my, but I definitely, definitely pitched a story built around Bischoff in WCW. It said that your idea was so poorly received that you were immediately devoted, demoted to, from the position of head creative director to that of consultant. No, that's bro, please. Wikipedia. Stop. As a result, Russo then left on his own accord, turning down a $125,000 a year per year stay-at-home advisory role in favor of a $100,000 per year full-time position with TNA. Yeah, that sounds that that sounds about right. It says that in 2002, Russo joined Jeff and Jerry Jarrett's NWA TNA promotion as a head creative writer and would assist in the writing no. and production of the show. Bro, I was no. Jerry Jarrett was not hiring as no head of anything. No, that is not. I was, bro, I was, I, I, I was never head writer of, of TNA while Jeff Jarrett was a part of it. Russo says the name Total Nonstop Action came from him, and the original concept was – it would be an edgier product, and it would stand for tits and ass. I remember yeah. this actually being in a promo that you That's cut. That's true. Yeah, i I bought one of those nine ninety nine pay per views, and I remember that. And they still haven't changed the name. <laughs> Can you believe that? No, I can't. I honestly can't, bro. That that to me is insanity. Fifteen years. Yeah. Russo left the company after the two thousand four Victory Road pay per view. Yeah. In a 2005 interview, 
Russo states that he never wrote a single show on his own during TNA, during his period at TNA, and described his time there as a, quote, total nightmare. Yeah, that's fair. What was it like being Mr. Wrestling 3? Well, bro, I mean, I hate to say this, but not growing up in that uh, part of the world, I didn't know who Wrestling 1 and 2 was. So, like, I didn't know that the, the heritage. I didn't, I, I didn't know it. So I just thought it was very – I didn't like it. That was Jerry's idea. You started your own faction. Now, I want to know if you actually recruited these people, if you wanted these people to be in the faction or not. Glenn, your boy, Glenn Gilberti. What a mistake. Sonny Siaki. Great wrestler. BG James, now known as Road Dog. Right. Raven. And Trinity. What happened to Trinity? Yeah, bro. Trinity was freaking great. You talk about somebody who was ahead of their time, man. She was tremendous. She got started way late in life yeah. pro wrestling in her thirties. Yeah, she, she was a professional stunt woman too, bro. That's why she, she was so good. Is. Yeah, I'm sure she is, bro. I always, I, I, I always try to get her on my show, and she always says she'll do it. And then you know she plays hide and go seek with me. She had a brief run in WWE when they brought in some ECW talent and stuff, and they they tried to revamp the ECW brand and. Of course, they they crapped that down the tube, but I liked Trinity. Yeah, I did too. Great person, bro. Forgot all about her. Yeah. But that was Sports Entertainment Extreme. Were those all people that you actually wanted in it? Bro, I was was doing the TV with Jeff, bro. You know, I mean, it was him as much as it was me. What do you think of Jeff as a a creative writer, that that type of thing? Bro, you can't – none of the boys can write, bro, because the tendency is to always – put themselves up. yeah and 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 that had nothing to do with jeff it would be anybody in that spot that's why i i, I was always a proponent of you know boys can't write tv bro a lot of times it's it's the notion that you can only trust yourself type of thing yeah but yeah I, I had always thought that i was like man when when jeff jarrett books and he doesn't have the option of booking himself on top it's i've, I've generally enjoyed it yeah so yeah. no he bro he obviously knows what he's doing now, your exit, it says that you would leave TNA again when Dusty Rhodes was voted the new DOA over him in a three-hour pay-per-view via interactive election. How did that work out? Like, they voted Dusty over you? Well, I was um, I was leaving anyway, but yeah, bro, the funny, the funny thing was, it was a shoot, but bro, Dusty, and you know, Dutch Mantel can vie for this, bro, he only beat me by a couple of votes. <laughs> like it wasn't like a landslide that you would think, but but yeah, that was that was like the last thing I did. It says that in February 2014, after Hogan was not able to commit to TNA, you returned. Were those two connected? No. It's just something they're throwing in there, I guess. Yeah, I bet. I'm taking your word as gospel. No, you, you should. I, I, never, I never even yeah. heard of that. That's the first time I've ever heard of that. I'm just talking about all this in general. Can you imagine, guys? Taking Vince Vince Russo's oh, word as gospel. Bro, this is this is good. This is a really in-depth. Bro, when have media. I ever lied to you? When have I ever lied to you? Ever? Would would I know? Yes, you would. would. I know, Vince. Yes. This is a very in-depth Wikipedia. Somebody cares about you a lot. Yeah. Damn. During the March 2007 pay-per-view Destination X during the last rights match, Fire Russo chants erupted from the crowd in Orlando, indicating the fans' frustration with the incidents that that occurred during the match. And it happened the following month at lockdown. Yeah. Said that the gimmick that was created in it was created by Dutch Mantel. Dutch Mantel denies it. Which one? It was... The steel cage. Yeah, with bro. The let me clarify that the the last rights match was my idea, and it was a terrible idea. So the fire Russo chants were definitely called for. I had nothing to do with the with the bro. As a matter of fact, that was my my first day back at TNA because I left. I went to the creative meeting, and Dutch and Jeff already had this electrified cage match booked. And I remember sitting there because I, I didn't want to say anything. It was my first day back. But I was like, are you guys freaking kidding me? <clears throat> Do you not understand how bad that's going to look? So quite frank, I mean, bro, you could bring Dutch on this show 
and I would call him out about that idea. That was their idea. I had nothing to do with it. But, la- but last, yeah, last rights was mine, and it was awful. See, we're giving away some of the things for the future, bro. I had nothing to do with it thing. Where I'm going to have people send in yeah. whether good or bad storylines yeah. that they think that you may have done. Yeah, I think that would help clear some stuff up as well. And on October 27, 2009, it was announced that Hulk Hogan mm. signed with TNA. When asked about his relationship with Russo at TNA, Hogan said he came to TNA in peace, that the staff of Russo, Ed Ferrara, Matt Conway, and Jeremy Borash have really stepped it up, and that Hogan loved Russo from a distance. Bro, can I tell you something? I think I would have had a I think I would I I think I would have had a completely different relationship with Hulk Hogan if Eric Bischoff was never a part of it. I think I would have gotten along with Hulk. I don't think there ever would have been an issue, but with Eric Bischoff attached to his hip, it was never going to be good. While working with Russo, Bischoff stated in a 2010 interview that it was a very positive experience (laughs) and that their collaborations are productive and said, if I see red and Russo sees green, we've been able to come as close as possible to resolving it every time. Yeah, and he was right until he freaking screwed me and all that changed. So, yes, we, we were getting together for a while until I saw his true colors, and that was the end of the relationship. On October 6, 2011, it was reported that Russo had stepped down as the role, uh, to the role of contributing writer with Bruce Pritchard taking over the role as head writer. That's what you just spoke of. On February 14, 2012, TNA President Dixie Carter announced that TNA and Russo had mutually parted ways during the week. 2012? Yes. Wow, so that's going to be five years in February, huh? And there was no, and, and let me, years, and let me tell you, let me t- so you know, oh, yeah, five, five years, there was nothing mutual about it. I left. Interesting. Yeah. We have the whole consultant deal. We all know that to be true. On July 30, 2014, Russo claimed that he was officially done with TNA. Not long after, Russo revealed that he had been working for TNA since October 24, 2013, getting paid $3,000 a month to be a consultant with TNA. That was the bump. They started me at freaking $2,000 a month. In January 2015, Russo signed uh, to Australian promotion All Action Wrestling to take on the role of head of creative. Oh, see, people are so, so freaking gullible. That was all the work. I was. They used me as a figurehead. In early 2015, Russo joined UK promotion International Pro Wrestling United Kingdom. Yeah, I worked for them. That was a great promotion. I enjoyed that. It doesn't have, doesn't have anything about Rocky Mountain Pro. Yeah, well, because nobody wants to report that we're the we're we're, on, we're, the, we're, we're only the sixth uh, wrestling company to have a national TV deal. Nobody wants to. Talk, that's not news, bro. That's not news. Nobody wants to talk about that. Uh, I reported yeah. events. One of the few. 44 million homes, but we're not going to talk about that. No, no, that's not news. You know what's news? Uh, Charlotte getting yelled at. That's news. Well, that is kind of news. Yeah. Let's see. It says Russo is of uh, um, yeah. Russo is an American of Italian origin. That's right, baby. 100%. It says you have three children. Three children, Vince? Yeah. Interesting. They have your kids' birthdays. How do they have your kids' birthdays? It's ridiculous. My son, how my, do they know? Bro, that? my oldest son is getting married soon too. He's but he's getting married on October fourteenth. Interesting. Yeah. It says that you that you all reside in Broomfield, Colorado. That's you right, baby. Go, you want to go ahead and give them your address, maybe your social security number. Beautiful Broomfield, Colorado. It says that you formed a short-lived online Christian ministry titled Forgiven. Yeah, that's true. And you and uh, you produced two shows for a Ring of Glory. Yep. Interesting. So also on here it says that in, two, in 1999 you won Worst Gimmick for the Wrestling Observer Newsletter for the powers that be. Yeah, that was horrible. And also, for the record, Sean Sapp, guess whose idea that was? Whose gimmick was it? Kevin, or whose idea? Kevin Sullivan. 
Really? And I'm and I I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm I was fine with the idea, bro. That was a rip off. Remember when 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 Seinbrenner was on Seinfeld? Yeah. That's what that was. That's exactly what. That's exactly yeah. where we got it from, bro. I do I do remember that. That did that yeah. was very similar. Larry David. No, it has it has mentions of we're pretty much done with the Wikipedia yeah, true or false, yeah. but we could find other stuff to talk about me about. But go ahead. Well. It, Kind of. It's it mentions your your theme songs. Yeah. And they were by a guy named Dale Oliver. I don't know if he still does the music for TNA. Did you oh. ever interact with that guy? Oh yeah, bro. I love Dale. We were, were pretty tight. Yeah. That's a good I wanted, question. I wonder if he does still work for TNA. I wanted to do you know how I did the long form on Brawl for All and Muhammad Hassan. I wanted to do one on music and wrestling. Yeah. And I was hoping to to interview Jim Johnston, CFOs, Dale Oliver. And Chris Warren, and unfortunately, Chris Warren passed away literally days after I reached out to yeah. him. He was the guy that did the DX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could probably help you with um, uh, uh, what's him call it, but I can't. I don't know how you're going to get Jim Johnson. Good luck with that. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I think he he doesn't even do WWE themes anymore. I think he works for the WWE Films Division. What do you make? What do you make of the new? Do you like the newer theme songs that come out of WWE compared to Jim Johnson's? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're not bad, bro. Some of them aren't bad. I enjoy some of them. Some of them are pretty epic. Like, like they, they're theatrical, yeah. I think. Yeah, but yeah I mean, I, I, love the, I love the Enzo gimmick. Yeah, yeah I love that, that. That's actually him rapping. Yeah, I love that. Uh, did you see the promo that he sent Triple H to get in, into the WWE? No, I did not, but I'd love to. I'd, I'd, I'll have to send you that. I'd love to see that. Tell these people about the brand before we go. We're Vince. done talking about me. We're I done talking like about. We just started, bro. We debunked it all, bro. You, it bro, all. you didn't. You, you know, see, that's the whole thing, Sean. You didn't give me any fanfare with Rocky Mountain Pro and the national TV deal. I, 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 I explain that to me. No, no, you haven't said anything here. You've got me here. Nobody has interviewed me about it. So are you, you also a non-believer? I gave you an excuse to talk about it when I said, well, they didn't even bring up Rocky Mountain Pro, Vince. You claim that you know my art of Segway. You claim that you, you have one up on the king of Segway style. Meanwhile, you can't even Segway yourself when I present you one on a golden platter. I'm practically feeding it to you out of this ice cream container that I didn't remove from my desk for last night because I'm I'm a busy man. Is that fat-free or sugar-free ice cream, I hope? It, it's protein ice cream, oh, okay. actually. That's all right, then. It's delicious, too. Uh, I'm hoping I can get them on as a sponsor. But t- tell the people about Rocky Mountain Pro, well, then. yeah, it's, bro. It's, yeah, it's, I do my podcast five days a week. As a matter of fact, I just had Billy Corgan on. It was his first interview since president of TNA. And I got to tell you something, bro. Billy Corgan is usually very coy. Uh, he said more than he said. Corgan? Yeah, he, you're killing me, bro. He said more than he ever said before in an interview. Uh, so that was part one this week, part two next week on Podcast One, and it's uh, Monday through Friday. Bro, Rocky Mountain Pro, first show is going to be October 9th on the Dish Network, Hunt Channel, but not only that, Root Roku and all those other things it's going to be on. It's going to reach like 44 million people. Let me ask you, Vince. Will you become Rocky Mountain Pro Champion by the end? I might. I I I I don't see why not. To be honest with you, I love the business of the business. That show, I think that was a good way. If, if people haven't seen Rocky Mountain Pro, man, that, that's got me interested to see that first episode of Rocky Mountain Pro. See, that's another thing, bro. How come nobody promotes the business of the business? I do. We're, we're worried about uh, Charlotte got yelled at. Oh, okay. People want to see how the wrestling business works. And there's a show free, free on YouTube. Vince Russo's the brand, the business of the business that brings you behind the scenes. But yeah, we don't, we don't talk about that. We're going to well, talk about I mean, Charlotte getting yelled at. I know that the business works. I know you do. Hold on. You cut me off in that you don't drop somebody on their head off the second rope. So, I mean, maybe she needed to get yelled at. So, I mean, I think everybody knows that the business works in at least that way. You don't maybe paralyze the person you're in the ring with. Guys, that's it for today. Fightful.com is the place to be. The Showdown Joe podcast will be doing that, I think, Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern because I have a color commentary gig at Absolute Action MMA tomorrow night 
on the campus of Northern Kentucky University. If you are around, come check it out. Come say hi to me. If you say you saw me on the FIFA podcast, I might buy you one of those overpriced hot dogs. Vince, anything to bro, leave I the fans? I wish you with? lived closer to me, uh, Sean. If you live closer to us, bro, you, 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 I, I would throw you right there as a, the color guy on Rocky Mountain Pro, bro. I think you'd be amazing. Just fly me in, Vince. Maybe, maybe we'll get to that point, bro. How about that? Hey, why don't people book us, Vince? Why don't people book us for live podcasts? You yeah, why don't this. they, bro? You and me, bro, together, in live and in person. You can have this at your local diner if you pay us enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably got to throw Fightful some, too. They'll probably take a cut. Hey, book me and Vince as a tag team. Yeah. You want to see the greatest wrestling in the world, you book Vince Russo and Sean yeah. Ross. Guys, until Monday, we are out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.